Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everybody. I am Blaine Gilmer. Welcome to another episode of the Second to None podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm here with my co-host, Tavares King, as we are going to bring you some rapid reaction from the weekend that was here on this Monday. So we're going to be covering our reaction to Kentucky taking down Florida, Georgia, and Alabama just absolutely dismantling their foes this week at home. Everything that happened in the SEC, we'll have a little rapid reaction for you. But we're also going to go ahead and hit our previews a little bit earlier in the week. And uh, TK, it was a you know it was a fun weekend of college football. A lot of stuff happened that we thought would, and uh, some stuff happened that we were a little little taken back by. But I don't know if we should be. What what was your overall take on the weekend? Yeah, it, we we knew it was going to be a good one. We knew it was going to be exciting. Um, Another good weekend, another good Monday to be a dog, go dogs. But uh, but man, we 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 learned a lot about some teams this weekend, and I'm excited to chop it up and talk about it today. Absolutely, guys. We're streaming here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button, turn on notifications. Uh, we'd love for you to do that because there's plenty of content that comes across on the channel. Also, uh, shout out to the Sideline Sports Network at Sidelines underscore SN and at SSN underscore College FB. They do a lot for us on the social media side of things. But, TK, we did want to, you know, touch on our rapid reactions in terms of what's going on with the perennial powers, it seems, in the SEC, Georgia and Alabama. They seem to be on a collision course once again. And, TK, I'm not sure you could have two more dominant performances than uh, Alabama and Georgia turned in. Yeah, man, both of them uh, were extremely dominant. I, I think that we they Alabama saw what we did at noon and, and, and followed suit, bro. They, they were like, they, they look good. We got to look just as good. So, man, it was, it was, an, it was an, an incredible day for the two teams. And, uh, Man, our defense, bro. I got. I got to say sorry, fellas, to you guys uh, publicly, because because I said that they were going to score. I think fourteen points on y'all, and y'all y'all shut them out. Y'all look absolutely terrific. Um, that dude, our front our front seven is is monstrous. Nakobe um, is a monster. Uh, and and the thing that I love the most is that they're interchangeable, um, super interchangeable. Uh, they were running back, made jokes all week, laughed at at uh, Nolan Smith's comments about the Patriots, and, and you saw uh, the picture I got on the field. I was on the field, taking I got that picture of Kirby Smart's son and uh, Jordan Davis up there 
you know, he said, what's, he said, what's funny. He was holding up that board. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, man. He, he, he basically, he cracked some, he, he thought it was pretty funny what, uh, what Nolan said. And, and we got the last lap. No doubt. No doubt. Georgia's defense is something you can always bet on to kind of stand up and be, be strong. And speaking of betting guys, we are back and better than ever on Bet Online. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online. It continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo BLEAV that's believed to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for this 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And TK, like I said, you can always bet on that Georgia defense to stand up. Once again, holding a team under 100 yards rushing. Arkansas only had 75 yards, um, a total of 160 uh, seven yards, I believe, on the day, 82 yards passing. And you and I were talking before. I said, well, Georgia only had 72 yards passing themselves. You're like, well, they didn't They didn't have to throw the ball. They could just yeah, keep they, they were getting uh, They were getting five, six, seven yards a clip, it seemed like, over there. And uh, that running back core and offensive line really leaned on that three-man front. You and I said that, that uh, Arkansas would have trouble with that three-man front of, uh, you know, they would have to really rally to the ball quickly, and they just weren't able to close those – close those gaps up quick enough. So Georgia, a dominating performance. And TK, um, you know, when it comes to uh, Alabama, something about them is that they were really helped out a lot, I feel like, by Lane Kiffin's decision-making. And that's something that you wanted to bring up here as one of your one of your key points from, from the weekend. Yeah, I said I was rolling with my dog. I said I was on the Lane train and, and, and greed killed my man, man. Uh, you know, right there at the beginning of the game, uh, four, three straight times, we're going to go for it on fourth down. Um, and it, and it kind of bit them, bit them in the butt. You know, you, they got three, they got three ter- uh, touchdowns off of that. And then the next possession, we throw a pick and they score off that. So just a rough, uh, that's a rough way to start a game, dude. Um, and, and that being said, you kind of got to do things to help your team. Um, yeah, absolutely. Three straight. Four fourth down, you know, failures in your own territory on a couple of them. And, you know, Alabama's going to take advantage of that. So next on our rapid reactions here, Kentucky, TK, they kept Florida out of the end zone. Eight tries there at the end of the game. And, you you know, that's just something that you've seen that happen with Georgia not too long ago with Florida. A couple years ago, they were able to hold Georgia out like that. But Kentucky's defense uh, able to do that on there. Pretty impressive stand by Mark Stoops' defense over there. Super impressive, man. That defense is probably, um, in my in my opinion, the, the second best defense in in the East of the SEC. But I think they're really good. They fly around. They they play sound football. They play sound defense. They fly to the ball. Um, I think I think that Mark Stoops has that defense rolling, and that's they're an intricate part of why they're winning. 
No doubt, no doubt. And then, uh, you know, when you look at guys like a Jacquez Jones, who was the leading tackler for Ole Miss last year, now he's with uh, Kentucky over there doing his thing, just flying around, smacking fools in the mouth, I mean, just – and liking it. You know, I mean, he is he is getting fired up after plays. DeAndre Square, speaking of square, that dude will square you up in the hole, TK. I mean, he is uh, – he him and Yusef Corker, the, all those guys over there just rallied to the ball so well. So, Kentucky really playing some defense. And our final rapid reaction here – you, you you sent this in a text message to me, TK. You said, Bo Nix must be Lamar Jackson <laughs> Nix Jr. because he was making LSU's tackling woes uh, look like, man, I mean, LSU is just not very solid tackling. And we know Bo Nix is a good athlete, but he ain't, he ain't uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes out there doing stuff. No, nah, bro, they was making my man look like Lamar Jackson Jr. Jr. out there. Uh, yeah. It was it was crazy. Uh, just the missed tackles, and we've talked about it before, the missed tackles, and they would have them. Like, they put themselves in a position to make a great play, and somehow he, he'd weasel up out of there. Um, but, but yo, hats off to him. Uh, you know, the Auburn staff for getting that job done, going down there and getting a big dub. That was, I mean, that was huge. It was huge. It was awesome to see. No doubt in Baton Rouge, is, it's, been a, it's been a long time coming, a couple of decades, I think, since they did that in Baton Rouge. I mean, it's been almost a couple of decades. And uh, the, the other thing I wanted to mention, TK, is uh, Josh Heupel, uh, we said it in that Florida game. They were close in halftime with Florida. They went to Missouri and hung 62 on them boys, rushed for over 450 yards on the day. We'll get talking about that uh, when we do our preview with their South Carolina game later on. But I just want to encourage everybody on that uh, that's a Tennessee fan out there. Josh Heupel's got you going in the right direction over there. He's uh, – He's he's really doing his doing his thing. That Tyon Evans and those guys are running the football. Yeah, I, I would have to agree, bro. He he's finding a way to get get his playmakers involved and and scoring sixty two points in our league is extremely hard. And scoring sixty two points against an SEC opponent is very hard. So I feel like they that he's got some he's got some good things going up in Tennessee. Absolutely, guys. And that is our rapid reaction for this week. So from week five of SEC play, we we were trying to see, you know, who would – we called it separation Saturday, right? Who would separate themselves from the pack? And it looks like Georgia and Alabama have certainly done that. Kentucky's given themselves a shot. They've still got some stuff with their uh, offense to – to get worked out and today we're today we're going to be previewing two games so two teams looking to bounce back this week Arkansas and Ole Miss they were on the receiving end of those beatdowns from Georgia and Alabama respectively there Arkansas on the road once again they get another early kickoff TK that's got to be tough on that team you know, 12 o'clock in Athens, that kind of atmosphere. Now you're going into Oxford, and you know Lane Kiffin and his antics throughout the week. He's going to do everything he can to try to rally the the Oxford troops, you know, uh, down there and get uh, get that old Miss Stadium rocking. Um, so, you know, just first thoughts here before we get too deep into the preview with this game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a, another tough environment for, for the Razorbacks. Um, I think that Coach Pittman and staff will, will, will have those guys ready to roll, though. I think that, um, Coach, like you said, Coach Kiffin's going to do his thing all week. But but I think that Coach Pittman is a coach that understands, um, you know, that he was he was in a, 
he was in a good game. He was in a big game. And I think that those cats will learn from, you know, the week, the week prior, um, the early game and being in a hostile environment and, and learn from, from him. No doubt. And, you know, yeah, you your man Lane Kiffin over there before uh, before that beatdown with Alabama took place. He was saying, "Get your popcorn ready." He pulled the to out there in the pregame interview, and uh, Nick Saban. Hey, it, was, it was it was at that moment I knew. Oh yeah, well you know <laughs> Nick Saban. If Nick if it was a, if it was pro wrestling, Nick Saban would have pulled the the Rock promo there. He would have said, "He said I see your popcorn. I'm gonna take that popcorn and I'm gonna turn that SOB sideways and shove it right up your candy, you know, because that is what they did. Man, they just absolutely took it to. Now I will say this to your point: Lane Kiffin was greedy in that game, right? And and we already said that as part of our rap, rapid reaction. I know that he's coaching to win the game, and he's saying, hey, if you're not aggressive against Alabama, you got no shot. But, TK, going forward on fourth down on your own 27-yard line when you're already in a deficit, punt the ball. At least least Alabama has to go the full length of the field or closer to it to to score against you. Uh, And I know – what what message does that say? I know you're trying to say, hey, I've got confidence in my offense to get two yards, but what – does that say to your defense that pretty much lets your defense know, hey, I don't have any confidence that y'all can stop them anyway, so it doesn't matter if we're 27 yards away or 67 yards away. Or or it says the latter. I mean, I got confidence in the defense. But, I mean, man. There shouldn't be that level of confidence yet in that old Miss defense. I mean, well, I know they're I, better I, this year. Yeah, I mean, it, but it could it could say the latter. It could give those guys confidence in that, you know, coach is going for it back here. But it de- definitely puts pressure on him. But, man, I, I definitely think that Lane Kiffin's reckless abandon got got to him. It, it 100% got to him. Um, but, you know, we're sitting here on, on Monday. If, if they get if get those, we're probably talking about a whole different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, that's probably, and, that's, and that's probably how he's viewing it. Yeah, he, like you know that. the you know he probably hadn't. I mean, I'm sure it, it's ate at him a little bit. But Lane seems like a guy. He he just is like a duck. That stuff's gonna roll right off his back, man. I mean, he's he's not gonna uh, lose too much sleep over it. But Ole Miss a five point favorite going into this one against Arkansas. TK, that's a little bit interesting to me. Uh, I feel like I feel like that would be more closer to a kind of a field goal game just because of. Um, I think Arkansas is a is a stout group. De- defensively uh i know they're gonna uh have that three-man front and i know georgia ran the ball on them but i think that they're gonna be able to keep matt corral and company from having too many big plays deep because of the style of defense they play you know with that uh dropping eight that kind of stuff um you know what do you think about Ole miss being a five point favorite at home and the over under on this one is 65 and a half yeah i mean i like the over under there's gonna be a lot, a lot, of, a lot of points scored in this game. I think um, five point favorite for Ole Miss. I, I, I like it. Um, again, again, I'm on the lane train. I mean, I, I think that that Matt Corral is is very special. Um, I think he can kill you on his feet, can kill you with his arms, and I think that they got playmakers that are special out wide. Um, again, that three, that three man front, man, I, I, I don't like it, and I think that this week. That re- that read option from Matt Corral will be integral. Yeah, and you know when you talk about the the playmakers, I thought that at times if if 
if Ole Miss could have been a little bit more patient in things, you know, Jerion Neely, they got the ball out to him in the flat some. He made some guys from from Alabama miss. Then, of course, they had Henry Parrish and Snoop Connor. Those guys are good good players. Uh, Dontario Drummond made some tough catches where those Alabama safeties were just screaming up on those slants yeah. and and, and uh, laid him out a couple bit a couple times. But you know, some tough catches right there. Braylon Sanders was open deep one time. Uh, had a touchdown. Uh, catch that that hit him right in the hands that, that he was that he dropped that would have made that one at 21-7 I think early on but you know I, I think that obviously Ole Miss is going to get theirs but my question is TK can they stop can they stop Arkansas from just lining up and running down their throats because that's what Alabama did to them I mean Alabama brought in extra linemen tight ends things like that and you know that Arkansas is willing to to play that game you know punch for punch with them so uh, yes. Overall, overall, you think they stop the run, and then then you can go ahead and give your prediction on this one too. Yeah, man. I, th- I honestly, I think they struggle uh, to stop the run, which is why I think this this score is going to be kind of kind of high. Um, obviously, I think that Coach Kiffin and and that offense, Ole Miss offense, gets it done a little bit, gets it going a little bit. But from an Ole Miss defensive perspective, I think that KJ Jefferson and and Traylon Smith are special um what they with what they do with the read option as well um and although Traylon Smith struggled uh you know last week he's a special player and I think that that you know him and KJ Jefferson can get it done as well as once they start getting it done we already know up top pork chop my man uh Traylon Burks know what he can do so it's gonna be an interesting week um Ole Miss five-point favorite I, I do like them to get it done. I think, um, yeah, I think that's about accurate, five points. But I'm going to go Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss taking them down. I got you. So, And, and you said you, you were going to take the over on this one too? Yeah, 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 I like it. You think Ole Miss covers? Yep. All right, so he, he likes them by more than five, and he's going to say that the combined total is over 65 and a half. I like uh, I like Arkansas to be able to run the ball too, but I'm going to take Ole Miss to win this one at home. Uh, I just think being in back to back road environments the way that they were, you know, it, it affected uh, Arkansas. They had several fault start penalties, things like that. You you saw that their two big wins came uh, at home and on a neutral site. So now they've got to learn real quick in six days to take the lessons that they. They learn from Georgia and apply it to going into Oxford. You know that crowd's going to be pumped up, ready to go. Um, I like Ole Miss to win this one at home as well, just because I think Matt Corral uh, will have room with his legs uh, to be able to impact this game. Uh, I like Ontario Drummond and those guys that get it done uh, underneath there, using uh, Jerion Ely and and uh, you know Henry Parrish, Snoop Connor as well. So I'm going to take Ole Miss to win this one, 35. I'm going to take it. I'm taking to win it 30, 35 to 21. I think I think Arkansas slows the game around. So I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss to to cover and and win this one just because I, I think Arkansas is going to be banged up after that game against Georgia too, TK. So. I uh, got a, got a lot of recovering to do, as you said. As you said the other day, you got to ice and stem and and uh, all that kind of stuff to get recovered after 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 that one. But TK and I both like Ole Miss to take this game against Arkansas. That is a twelve Eastern kickoff, so it'll be eleven Central time. A real early call for those guys 
over there. Okay, now moving on to our second game that we're going to preview, LSU at Kentucky. Uh, I took LSU to win that game at home last week against Auburn. I thought LSU would surely get their running game going a little bit against uh, Auburn, TK. But you and I have said that the inability to run the football for LSU is very, very troubling, and it's going to cost them a lot throughout this year. TK, they had 33 rushing yards against Auburn this past week. 33 rushing yards in an SEC game. Uh, really quite quite pathetic. I mean, Vanderbilt, I think, had more rushing yards on Georgia than that. I don't know. It's, it's pretty close, but it was a – it's 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 rough and uh, coming into this from TK you got Kentucky a three and a half point favorite over under fifty two and a half in Lexington. What are you, what are your thoughts on this game that kicks off at seven thirty Eastern on Saturday night? Well, they're struggling running the ball and I don't think it gets any easier coming into Lexington, Kentucky, dude. Um, you're struggling. You're struggling running that thing on 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 defenses that that struggle. And then you're coming to you're coming to see a Mark Stoops defense that gets after it, um, play after play, <clears throat> and, and, and brings the funk. And to your point, dude, you've got to. Uh, we talk about it all the time, but you again, you've got to be able to run the ball. But even bigger than that, they're putting so much pressure on Max Johnson, dude, to make every play possible when you're yeah. not running the ball. So it's just. It's, I could see as an LSU fan how that could be frustrating, man. You you got to be able to, to tote it. So again, I, again, I don't. Frustration is starting to boil over everywhere, TK, because you saw Ed Orgeron after the game kind of almost calling out his offensive coordinator for not not being a little bit more dedicated to run the ball and things like that. But I mean, you know, there there seems to be dysfunction a lot in that program, and you can tell the seat's getting hot and uh, the pressure's building, and you know. What's the saying? Uh, pressure either makes diamonds or per- or burst pipes, you know. Yeah, so we'll yeah, pressure burst pipes. So we'll see. Uh, it, it seems like those pipes are about to burst at LSU. But in terms of this game, TK, I, I think what you're going to see is, uh, I think you're going to see that that Kentucky uh, defense really heat up Max Johnson. They're going to come after that LSU uh, offensive line and, and force I think Max Johnson to get rid of the ball early. So we're going to have to see if the Kentucky secondary can, you know, plaster to those receivers early on, play play tight. Uh, and, and if here's the thing with LSU, if they turn the ball over even once or twice, because you saw Kentucky, Kentucky dominated. Uh, I mean, Florida dominated Kentucky in every statistical category in that game. TK they outgained them, uh, 382 yards to 224. Um, they had 211 passing yards to Kentucky's only 87, 171 rushing yards to Kentucky's 137. Um, and Kentucky was only one of nine on third down efficiency. So you might ask, how do they win the ball game? Well, they held them out of the end zone. They forced them to, to, to go for field goals and things like that. And then they blocked a field goal and ran it back for a touchdown. So a special teams touchdown and then a, a big goal line stand there at the end uh, defensive efficiency in the red zone is big for Kentucky, and and they're winning games. Honestly, TK, this this Kentucky team looks very similar to how Georgia was winning games a couple years ago. The offense was just really struggling, uh, but that defense was standing up time after time, even with turnovers and sudden change. 
you realize Kentucky now in the last two weeks has held teams out of the end zone on on four different sudden change uh possessions so their defense is backed up in their own territory after a turnover tk and they don't give up points out of it i mean that's a remarkable stat no it's huge that's that is extremely impressive um but on the other side of that this uh, the the offense um will levis and this group has has got to get going um they've got they've got to get going i mean we talked about it last week and and one of the one of our key notes was a guy named Wandale robinson and when you get him the ball little jitterbug gets going bro so um they they, they got to find a way to obviously get him more touches if he if scored possible. he scored he scored on a screen pass goes in kentucky he gets three touches the rest of the entire game and that was right. early on i think first first or second possession for kentucky so TK, yeah, they definitely got to get yeah, one deal involved more. Hundred percent, hundred percent, bro. If you've got a a guy that can hit home uh, at any point in time, he needs to test the rock. So, because um, early on, again, we talked about it. Their their uh, their offense was rolling. So, yeah. they can get if, back to that. They, you know, if, if LSU had any kind of if LSU had any kind of running game and was able to sustain uh, drives in a in a certain way, you know, I would think that that they may even be you know favored in this game because can because Kentucky's offense has has just really struggled. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's really really struggled. There's a lot of pressure on that defense. As good as that defense is, if they if they let's say they have a blown coverage or they have a play. Uh, a couple plays where they're out of position and LSU get some quick scores, it's not going to be easy sledding for Kentucky to come back because they're not that kind of team right now. They have to run the ball and be methodical to get down the field. And honestly, they relied on their special teams to score in that game. But, you know, LSU gave up 163 yards rushing to Auburn. I think LSU is going to give up more rushing yards than that to Kentucky with Will Levis running the ball, with Chris Rodriguez running the ball. I think they're just absolutely because their tackling, like you said, is horrendous. Over there. They better they better give him more touches, bro. Yeah. So overall, I think you've got a team that is reeling in LSU. You got a team that knows their identity at Kentucky. They just have to have a just a a little bit more execution on the offensive side of the ball. Get maybe use some max protection stuff, TK, and uh, get Wandell Robinson and Josh Ali on some cross, deep crosses and over routes on play action, things like that. Um, but if they're able to do that, uh, three and a half point favorite, I like Kentucky to win and to cover. Um, I don't like the uh, the over. I think it's going to be a low-scoring ball game because Kentucky is going to just absolutely stifle that LSU defense. So I'm going to say Kentucky wins this one 27-17. I'm going to take, uh, take Kentucky over LSU at night game in Lexington. What's your prediction on this one? Yeah, night game in Lexington, I don't like the over. Um, yeah, I, like, I think it's going to be low-scoring myself. Um, I think I think Max Johnson and company have a, a tough go at it if they can't if they can't do it on the ground. So I'm going to, to take Kentucky, um, twenty four seven, no twenty four fourteen. 24-14. We both like Kentucky by 10 in this game. So, uh, yeah, I think the Wildcats are playing a good brand of football. Like I said, when it comes to 
Kentucky man, uh, Jacquez Jones, DeAndre Square, J.J. Weaver. He's got four sacks on the year, ten, uh, six and a half tackles for a loss. Joshua Pascal is a freak up front. They got Devonta Robinson filling in up there. So I think it's really just going to be can that secondary cover just long enough for guys like J.J. Weaver and stuff to get home against Max Johnson because I, I just don't think LSU is going to be able to run the ball any at all. Like I'd be surprised if they have more than 50 rushing yards total in this game and some of those may come from max johnson so that's our prediction on lsu and kentucky right there and tk i wanted to uh end with kind of a little final thought here tonight and this is just for uh those that are maybe either interested in florida a fan of florida or whatever but i think florida has a major problem on their hands tk and i think it's a lack of leadership and the reason i say that is because tk Dan Mullen is three and five in his last eight games with with Florida. Think about that. Three and five in their last eight games. And when you look at it, every time that Dan Mullen and his team have excuses, or let me start that over. Every time that Dan Mullen and his team lose a game, there's some kind of excuse that's coming from the head man. You know, it's not just we got beat or something like that. Last year at Texas A&M, it was, well, those stands sure looked like they were more than 25% uh, full over there. It looked like they were cheating to, to pack them in with the crowd noise and all that kind of stuff. And then against Oklahoma getting blown out in the bowl game, uh, you know, well, the, the true Florida team really played its last game 11 days ago saying that they had so many guys sitting out and stuff like that. Who cares? It's a Florida Gator on that on that helmet there, TK. There should be the same standard and amount of pride and things like that. It shouldn't allow a team to blow their doors off. And then somebody asked Dan Mullen about getting out coached uh, on, on Saturday, and he should have said, absolutely, yes, we got outplayed, we got out coached, all that. He said, well, we had 382 yards. They had 211. It was his was his quote, uh, was his response back. Let me tell you something. You're called to be a leader of men first and foremost when you're a, when you're a head football coach. And if you're making excuses, TK, what does that say when you got a as a player? If you see your your head coach is making an excuse every time that you have a loss, not not owning uh, saying the buck stops with me. We got to get better stuff like that. What kind of message does that send you as a player? Well, I mean. It it, it, it kind of there's no accountability there um you know for for your actions for what you're doing um if the bottom line's winning the game then that's what they're asking you about then then you're not doing what you you sought out to do so um and there's a reason for it not not <coughs> not not picking and poking at excuses but but man I, I think it it really just comes down to accountability um it 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 shows that you're not you're not holding yourself accountable. No doubt, and I mean, you add that on top of the dude on the sideline wearing his wearing his uh, thing like this on the sideline over there, you know, on his face, uh, just do it doing that kind of stuff on the sideline. I've had recruits. I cover recruiting TK, and I've had recruits off the record tell me that they couldn't go to Florida because the it was just very awkward. I mean, it was like it was like scenes from the office awkward with uh, with Dan Mullen and that staff over there. So uh, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of stuff to be concerned about. I think if you're Florida Gator fans, because yes, is Dan Mullen a good schemer of offense at times? A hundred percent. But so was Gus Gus Malzahn. You see where where he's moved on to now. So I think Florida's got some stuff to be concerned about. But 
Guys, this has been our reaction uh, Monday show. We did a little rapid reaction. We've also previewed LSU at Kentucky. We've previewed Arkansas at Ole Miss this week. On our Wednesday episode, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel because uh, on Wednesday we're going to be going in-depth on South Carolina, Tennessee, on the Deep South's oldest rivalry of Georgia and Auburn. Go Dogs. That, yeah, TK, TK, make sure to throw out a Go Dogs there. So Georgia, a 14.5-point favorite on that one. Tennessee, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in Knoxville for a noon kickoff up there. So we'll go in detail on those. We're going to talk a little bit a little bit of recruiting stuff on Wednesday now in a, in a new format there. Uh, we're changing it up a little bit on Wednesday, Wednesday. So talk a little bit of re- recruiting, give our power rankings of the SEC East and West. So make sure not to miss that. Like I said, this has been the Second and None podcast with Tavares King and Blaine Gilmer on the Believe Podcast Network brought to you by Bet Online, and we will catch you on Wednesday for, like I said, some recruiting and some more game previews. It's week six already, and we'll catch you on Wednesday on the Second to None podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.